Mike Barnes stood at the window of his fourth-floor office and looked out at the sweep of emerald forest stretching beyond the buffalo anthracite mine's fenced compound. The last fingertips of daylight tipped the dark spruce and fir forests with the light color of smoldering embers, and then were eclipsed by darkness. Barnes watched for another five minutes as the color was sucked from the scene before him by the encroaching night. He looked at his watch. It was after nine. He was weary. The day had started early and was ending late, and he still had to drive the long, winding dirt road back to Oracle to his rental house on a hill overlooking town. It would be midnight before he crawled into bed. Alone. He craned his neck and looked south into the darkness, beyond the existing mine, toward the Cardinal Divide's jagged back. In his mind's eye, he saw the reef of stone rising abruptly from the rolling foothills that broke against the implacable wall of the Rocky Mountains. Though the divide was beyond his line of sight, Mike Barnes knew it was there, could not forget it was there. So much angst over a hill. He stretched and turned from the window, the woods now completely dark, the mountains beyond pale shapes in the darkening sky. Barnes sat down at his desk and tidied up a few papers he had shown to his last guest. He filed them neatly in the hanging files in his desk drawer and cleared away his pens. Except for a portrait of his family and his daytimer, the surface was pleasingly empty. His secretary, Tracy, urged him to track his appointments in Outlook so she could have easy access to them from her own computer. But while Barnes was not opposed to technology, in fact embraced it, He preferred the old-fashioned, full-sized calendar book that could be spread open each morning for a panoramic view of the day. It appealed to his sense of aesthetics and to his nostalgia. Barnes recalled his father's daytimer, how each January he had given Mike the previous years to play with. Barnes had spent hours with those daytimers, coloring in his father's doodling that adorned the margins of the book and carrying it around in a worn satchel that he pretended was a briefcase. And now, with his computer sitting at Oracle's only PC repair shop, Mike Barnes was glad for this outdated method. Barnes took a deep breath, closed the calendar, and stood to clear away the glasses and water pitcher that sat on the low, round table at the center of his spacious office. He collected two of the dirty glasses along with the pitcher and placed them on Tracy's desk. She'd take care of them in the morning. Mike Barnes' final appointment of that long day hadn't been interested in the glass of water he'd put out for him, though it might have cooled the flames of their heated discussion. Barnes had managed to keep his composure. His final guest had descended into red-faced shouting and livid finger-pointing by the end of their two-hour meeting. All of this over a mine. All of this over a chunk of stone called the Cardinal Divide. Barnes shook his head. As he passed her desk again, Barnes thought about Tracy. She had taken it hard when he'd called it off between them, but that was necessary. In a week, his wife and two children would arrive in Oracle to live with him for the summer. If he wasn't done with this job by the fall, they would head back to Toronto on their own. If he finished, the family could head back together. It was fun while it lasted with Tracy, and he didn't relish sleeping alone, but all good things must come to an end. He felt the water he'd consumed over the course of the last two-hour marathon meeting sluice in his gut. Time to tap a kidney, then retrieve his things and head for home. He made his way down the corridor to the washroom at the far end of the hall, 
passing now empty offices as he went. When he had arrived six months before, most of these offices had been occupied, but slowly he was seeing to that. The operation was top-heavy, and he had a job to do, and while it wasn't unusual for mining operations to lay off administrative staff, after a steady six months of cutbacks, some people inside and outside the operation were obviously getting wise to what Mike Barnes' true purpose was in Oracle. He opened the door to the bathroom and stepped in, flipping on the light as he did. He glanced at himself in the mirror, pushed a hand through his wavy blonde hair, pinched his nose where his wire-rimmed glasses rested, and then stood at a urinal to relieve himself.